Hey guys, Jim Vinoski with Manufacturing Talks. Going to be a short and casual one today. We're going to talk about energy. If you haven't been keeping up, there have been a lot of things going on in this space over the last few weeks, and we're going to fill you in on what you need to know and what you need to be doing about it. Stay tuned. We're going to have a short message from our sponsor, DYS Media, and then we'll get to it. Welcome to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vinoski. Industry has a million cool stories. And Jim talks to the movers and shakers who are making them happen. Let's dive in. EYS Media, your digital media relations agency. Public relations, website design, digital marketing. You get found by the customers and talent who need your solutions. You get media placements and top publications, the best job candidates coming to your website, a digital presence that gets you found by the right people. Call 616-298-8798 to get started today. Welcome, guys. Yeah, this is a new one. I'm recording a show with no guest because this is one I want to just focus on for the time being, just you and me, and talk about some important things. Um, we'll be talking about this more going forward because it's a critical subject, especially in manufacturing, and that is energy. And, um, you know, I've said it many times, manufacturing uniquely relies on reliable and affordable energy. And right now, our current administration is attacking both of those legs of our manufacturing in America. And if we don't change course, we're going to lose a broad swath of our manufacturing capacity over the next decade or so. That's the reality. So let's dive in. Um, just a few weeks ago, actually about a month and a half ago now, I guess, I had David Blackman, who's one of the best voices out there on manufacturing, I'm sorry, on, on energy, on the show here. And he filled us in on a lot of stuff that was happening and why it was so critical to be focused on energy. And it's just amazing because since he was on, there has just been a whole swath of actions by this administration, pretty much all negative, all um, really putting us into an even greater crisis down the road if we don't change tack. And so the one that came up not too long after David was on here that I wish uh, he'd gotten to speak on was the EV mandate. So, yeah, you're going to say, oh, it's not a mandate. It's, it's just um, tailpipe emission standards. But I've been reading about this and buried in the 260 pages or whatever it was. Um, pretty much when you read it in detail, it's mandating that American automakers make nothing but EVs here in just a few years. Um, whether you like it or not, whether that's what you want or not, that's where we're headed. So up front, we're adding a huge burden to our grids, and our grids were already creaking. You know, we've had warnings around the country about the um, potential for brownouts, the potential for blackouts, and just in the last week or two, we had another one of those. So the NERC, um, the, the folks running the show for a big chunk of our grid, announced that, yeah, we, we're facing very likely blackouts and brownouts this summer if temperatures get high. And, you know, it's summer. <laughs> temperatures are going to get high. Um, and then, meanwhile, we had um, 
folks with, within the Biden administration itself also saying that if we continue on the path we're on, and that is, you know, over the past decade or so, we have been decommissioning fossil fuel plants, coal primarily, but also natural gas plants, and decommissioning capacities such that we're not even replacing it. So we've had growth in this country, and that means we need more and more energy. And meanwhile, we're taking away from our capacity to produce electricity. So that's, yeah, kind of stupid. So there's all that going on. And then on top of that, the EPA just in the last week or two issued new regulations basically on CO2 itself. So our bright uh, leaders in Washington saw fit to declare that CO2 is a toxin, is a pollutant, um, which is really interesting because if we got rid of all the CO2, all life on earth would die. So not sure how we get to that point from, you know, science or rationality or anything, but that's where we are. And so now the EPA has come out and mandated that by 2030 and by 2035, our electrical power plants have to meet certain emission standards. And basically what that says, basically, you know, coal plants, about half of those are just going to go away, half of the remaining ones. And then all of the plants, um, no, not all, but a, a big chunk of the plants are going to have to capture their CO2 emissions um, or switch to hydrogen. So there's a, a dual problem there. Neither that hydrogen technology to run our big existing fossil fuel plants, nor that CO2 capture, the, the uh, carbon capture and storage technologies exist at scale today. So the EPA is mandating that we adopt technology that does not exist today. And they're saying we're going to have to do it here over the next dozen years. So what all that means is this. Again, we may change course. There's an election coming up. This could all switch. The trouble is this sets us on a path right now where all our regulators, all our power plant operators, all our grid operators are assuming this is what we're going to do. And so they're going to be acting accordingly. So, you know, if it takes us a few years to change course, there's going to be damage done regardless. And then if we don't change course, the damage is going to become existential. Um, so what's going to happen is we're going to start seeing further decommissionings of coal plants, of natural gas plants, a lot more building of wind and solar, which we've talked about it, David covered it, that wind and solar um, cannot fulfill our grid needs. It's not possible because there's another piece they always talk about needing for that, and that is battery storage that also, as a technology, doesn't exist at scale today to be able to do that. Plus, it adds to the cost that they're always saying, you know, these technologies are the lowest cost for generating electricity. Not true if you want reliable electricity, because, of course, if the wind isn't blowing and or the sun isn't shining, you're not making anything. And so they're saying, oh, we'll just have battery backup. Well, it doesn't exist. The technology isn't there. And right now we're just adding all these unreliable generators onto the grid and it's becoming increasingly creaky increasingly creaky and there are disasters coming again you might change course and avert the worst of them if we don't change course the big ones are coming so primarily for my manufacturing audience this is something i exhort you 
to do two things. One is educate yourself on all of this stuff. I'm going to have um, Eric Starkman, the journalist I had on, I don't know, a couple months ago. He was talking about something completely different then. He's going to talk about energy this time. He had a wonderful art article just a day or two ago about the lights going off. And so we're going to talk about that. So I'll help educate you. We'll talk more about this. I'm going to have some more guests on around this energy transition. I've got Mark Mills talking about the um, whole other side of it, and that is the minerals challenge. He's going to be on um, in another couple of weeks. So look for those shows. The other thing is you've got to be getting vocal and be getting involved politically. I know maybe you don't want to be in politics. I get it. Um, not for everybody. The thing is, all these actions are taking place because smart people aren't speaking up. People who are in the know are too small a minority. Their voices are getting drowned out by this, these hysterical um, climate zealots who call out a climate crisis, and yet you look outside and the weather's just the weather. Um, and so you got to get involved. You've got to speak up. You've got to start building a coalition where we can get back to sanity on our energy policy, preserve American manufacturing, and preserve our way of life. I and mean, it's literally existential. This stuff starts happening, and we're going to quickly realize how much we took for granted the reliable and affordable energy that we've had for decades. The other thing about that is you have to engage locally. Um, that's, I think, where the battle's going to be won. You know, there's parts of the country, California's already gone for some crazy mandates. I was just le reading about New York doing the same. And right here in my home state of Michigan, we've got our Democrat legislators trying to pass uh, a law that would say we have to have all clean electrical generation by 2035. Well, it's not possible. If we do that, again, that puts our state on an even faster path to disaster. And what you're going to find is manufacturing and business are going to go where they can get what they need. Okay. And so right now, if you're a manufacturer in Michigan, you need to be paying attention to that because if that law passes, then you need to be making plans to relocate. Same thing in California, same thing in New York. The states and the areas of the country that are going to win are those that decide on sane energy policy. Now, again, we've got these federal mandates that we're also going to have to take on. But at that local level, at that state level, at that regional level, those are where we can set ourselves up so that those disasters don't come to pass if we can correct that, uh, that federal mandate disaster scenario. So again, Educate yourself, pay attention here on Manufacturing Talks. We'll be helping to educate you on this stuff. It's critical. I've said it many times now. The number one medium to long-term risk for American manufacturing is the attack on reliable, affordable energy. That will, if we don't change course, drive most of our American manufacturing base overseas in the next dozen or so years. That's where we're at, folks. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talks and tune in again soon. Every Tuesday we have a show and a good number of those shows coming up are going to be about critical subjects like this. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vanosky. Watch for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe.